Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is May 6, 2021. The time is about 11.30. I'm ready in MNPC. Does conduct uh, every single day Zoom conference. For those people who are listening to this in the podcast, radio and other media, you can check our timings at rnlawgroup.com. For those people who are in the conference, if you want to ask any question, please press uh, raise your hand and you, you'll be announced with your name to ask the question. Rabin? Yes, sir. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, I have a quick uh, question regarding my uh, GC application. Uh, uh, my priority date EB2, uh, it's uh, December 2011, and I downgraded to EB3 uh, last October, and I just today uh, finished my fingerprinting. And mm-hmm. my question is, uh, I'm, I've been pushing my employer to do premium processing and uh, no response. Uh, but in future, I know with aggressive movement, uh, if EB2 comes uh, moves faster, is there any chance for me to do interfiling and move back to EB2 or do you have to do all no, the applications? No, again? no, no. You have to get the I-140 approval for EB3 because EB3. the basis for filing the 482 application in October was EB3. Yes. So if that's not approved, you're still not eligible for the 482 application. So okay. that needs okay. to be approved. Okay. Okay. So once I want that, that that is approved, then I can do interfiling and move to EB2 if that com- comes well, I, first. That's right. That's right. Okay. okay. That's right. Okay. Sure. Next Thank person, you. please. Akshay? Akshay? Oh, can you hear? Yes, Akshay. Yeah. Uh, hi, Rahul. Uh, thanks for taking my call. And uh, in the past, uh, I have taken your private consultation regarding my uh, I-94 expired issue where it okay. had expired over 12 months and now it got approved and got approved with I-94 at the bottom of the mm-hmm. page. Okay. So um, when I received the copy of it, I made some observation, just wanted to run, run by you and see if everything is good and all the issue has been resolved as refers to the I-94. So the okay. new uh, H1 I received, it has the same I-94 number as of the the previous one or the current H1. And the validity mm-hmm. of the I-94 start date is from after the end of the current H1B. So do you when see is anything your previous wrong? I-94, when is the previous I-94 expired or expiring? Expired. It's going to expire on July 31st. No, previous one. Yep, a previous one, yes. The okay. previous one on so, the I-797 is... The, 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 the I-94... Um, so why what, what was the problem with the I-94 that the problem, you consulted me? Uh, the H1 I-94 is, hasn't expired, but I did travel outside the country. When I re-entered, the CBP officer gave me the uh, I-94, which was uh, not correct. 
not according to the micro, uh, H1. Mm-hmm. So that has expired and it has been more than 12 months. Yeah, I think so. We need to deal this in the private though rather than public matter though. Okay. okay. No. Yeah. Okay. So I try to reach Thanks. you Thanks. then. Okay, Drop an email to me. We have a separate okay. conference call only for the people who have consultations with us. Okay. Drop an email to me and then I'll send you that. It'll be on Wednesday. Okay. okay? Next person. Okay, sounds good. Thanks. Vijay? Yeah. Hello, sir. Uh, I asked you about this question last week. Just want to make it clear. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. So my employer filed and downgrade from EB2 to EB3. Uh, with uh, based on EB3 data filing and my priority date is 2012 and my biometric is done and waiting for the approval. Uh, my daughter will turn 21 age in November 2021 and she is currently on H4 visa. So last time when I talked to you, you suggested to file I-539 to change the status from H4 to F1. My question is, uh, will this affect her application for pending I-485 with, if nope. I file F1? No, nope. no, it does not. Okay, another question is, uh, do I need to have my I-140 approved by then uh, when she turns 21 to lock her age or does That matter? is right. You need, no, you need to lock her age, I-140 has to be approved. Okay, then cash I have to upgrade to a premium then uh, before she turns 21. That okay. is right. And if she, gets, if she gets the last question, if she gets F1 denied, then what's the other option? My lawyer said, company lawyer says she can stay with the I-485 pending. As long as she doesn't age out, she can stay in the United States and I-485 pending. Oh. When the age out means CSPA age out. And you know what a CSPA age out is? Yeah. We'll add month, whatever. Okay. Yeah. So Let's you go to the next. Us, like, like three questions. You're done. You're done oh, with okay, three sir. questions. Okay. Next person, please. AJ Patel. Hey, hello. Uh, Ready, sir. Thank you very much. Um, so my question is uh, basically on the I-485. I had my un- I-140 from another company and after that I joined the new company and I've been uh, with them around uh, nine years. And then I filed the 485 with them uh, last October and mm-hmm. they ported my I-140. And uh, in uh, February, I lost my job and uh, I had to find another job. So in uh, March, I found another job and I'm with that company. So I wanted to know like uh, what will happen to my 485. And, Ignore uh, it, don't it, use it. Ignore it, don't use it. Don't withdraw it, don't use it, don't do anything on it. Uh, and it's been 180 days. Can I use the porting and... Uh... Yeah, the problem is that you didn't stay with the company for 180 days though. Uh, yeah, but they terminated me. I mean, it wasn't my choice, but... It doesn't matter whether of... they terminate. The, the, the reason why you're getting the green card is because there is a job offer. Since the job offer no longer existed with that company, though, your 485 is not no longer valued. I would not do AC21. I would file another labor certification, I-140, and try to support the date, sir. Okay? So I just start next from all over. Start you. You just have to start all over, but you can put the date. Okay. Next person. Bharti. Hey, hi Rahul. Thank you so much for your service. Uh, I keep uh, listening your uh, videos and all. I follow you. Sure. Uh, sure. In uh, YouTube and all. Thank you so much for your service. So my uh, situation is like a. 
I am on uh, EB2 priority date of January 2011. So uh, during October, uh, we have filed the EB2 uh, uh, I-145. And uh, okay, uh, Did, what is EB2? What your priority date? 2011. January. It's current okay. in EB3 right now. So right now, okay. current in EB3, I have a 20-year, uh, six-month-old son, and he'll be exp uh, he'll be aging out in December. So I have not filed during the October because it is a filing date. Uh, so we have applied F1 for him. And right now F1 is in progress. F1 is applied in uh, February 2021. So we got all our biometrics, like my family 485 and my son F1 485, uh, F, uh, son F1 biometrics all on this May 25th. Now it is current in EB3. What do you suggest actually? Is it good to downgrade or somehow postpone the F1 biometric so that I can just utilize EB2. You know, EB2 dates are so, uh, it, I might get it in July I, or something. When is so he aging like out? He's he aging, aging out on 7th December, 2021. How long was the, uh, 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 7th December, 2021? You don't have CSPA time. I-140 no, was approved only. faster. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I need your suggestion, please, in this. This is going to be, I would, I would, I would want all the guns ready to mm -hmm. file the downgrade application and keep on postponing every month. Oh, so don't apply downgrade right now because my company is ready to apply downgrade right now. Uh, at any so point now, now the question. So, but the question right now is, if we apply for the downgrade, though, mm -hmm. do we file the entire four eight five application again, or are we going to use the current I one forty application? So that's, that's a where, million that's dollar question. Where, where they say, what are they, they are saying is like, a, you have to cancel your EB two and then apply everybody in EB three, uh, which might delay like a, so many months. And also, if your I one forty is not approved in EB three, then his age won't be locked. So that's the biggest uh, thing. His, yeah, it's a tough decision. It's a tough decision. Um, but Do you I, feel I, like it? I, de um, I definitely can sense that the lawyer, your company, that who is advising you, is definitely mm -hmm. is very knowledgeable and is advising you properly. That much yeah. I can sense it. The way that the way drastic plan. Hey, withdraw the entire AB two. And then file the entire 482 application on this one. You could do one thing. I mean, you you haven't used the EAD in advance for right now. You no, can I file the have, entire. I did not get EAD. Only biometrics. Doesn't matter, ma'am. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. So, the answer to my question is, you didn't use the EAD. It still stands the same. So, you yes. could file an entire downgrade application of an I-140 and 485. And then mm -hmm. see if the EB2 moves forward, then you can withdraw the EB3. And if the EB and 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 if the EB2 doesn't move forward, then um if, if then I will stick on to the EB3. And your lawyer so is right. Like if the I140, if the I140 gets denied, everything for uh, everything falls down though. Yeah. So they say like a EB2 cancellation, then you can't move to EB2 later, actually. That's what they are saying, actually. No, so you they can are move. still reviewing, but I, I'm, I'm just uh, you like can your still, suggestion too. 
I would I would file both the applications and then uh, instead of filing both the applications, this is what I want to do. Okay. I would like you to spend the money on your law firm, mm-hmm. have them prepare an I-140 downgrade, have okay. them prepare the 485 application for the entire family. Okay. And not file it. Keep waiting okay. every month. The uh, month it the... backtrack. The, the reason is that we will come to know on 20th of the month, what will be the next month. Okay. If somewhere it backtracks in the 10 day gap, you file the application. Okay. Do you see okay. my point? But, uh, yeah, but you suggest like a be prepared, but don't apply right now. Don't apply right now, right? I would, so and, I and for, like that, for that, the, for that, the lawyer has to prepare everything. You will have to pay the oh, money yeah. to that guy though. Yeah, yeah. I, and, yeah. and it, is, it is worth. So I'll prepare it and I will not file it. But I see like if F1 is approved in between, then you will be getting a 90 that days. Won't. It has to be waited, right? No? No, 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 no. F1 approval has no impact. You're fine. Oh, okay. He's, he's still in the 485. There is no 90 day rule. That's oh, okay. fine. That's You're fine. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you for your suggestion, you. Rahul. Yeah. Next person, please. Gautami. Uh, hello, Rahul. Thank you so much uh, for this call. And uh, to be frank, this is the first time I'm coming into your forum. And I'm ended sure. up in a little different situation. So everybody suggested you. So my question to you quickly, not taking another time. Uh, currently, um, I am in uh, my last two months ending of my six year period. So my ju- visa ends in uh, July 15th of 2021. I'm here in US with a single company from 2015. Mm-hmm. So there was no I-140 or there was no PEM. I don't know all the logistics because I never went through that. I never was interested into it. Basically put me into that. That was So there was nothing like, like that. Right now there is no PEM, a PEM applied or I-140 or anything. Currently, my, due to all other uh, pandemic logistics, my client is um, actually offered me that they can hire me a full-time at this point. And I just have only two months out of whole my six years period, including calculating, yeah, calculating everything. So and my client you are, would like you are to know this, what options I have. You are in this country for five years and ten months. Yes, yes, sir. Exactly sixty-five days I have from my date right now when I have to leave the country, and I hope Great. that I have to leave the country two weeks before, right? So hardly I have 50 days left if, if we have to put it out. That's good. That's good. We, we like people like you because that's the only way I can get Ferrari. I'm sorry. This is not my mean, but uh, I'm, I'm actually but, but, I mean, in a very logist, uh, wrong place. What, right what, what, yeah, wrong place right now because, I mean, five years and 10 months, you never thought what's going to happen after six years. Uh, I had another logistics. I got married two years back and my husband is in UK and pandemic started and there was no visa processing done. So I was planning to go there, but UK and US and then back to India, it's all like a okay. different situation. The only, thing, the only thing that I can think about you right now is that um, you have to leave the country though. You don't have an option. Mm-hmm. Whether you leave, you can, you can stay here for a while by applying a B2 visa. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to complete the entire six years. I want to stop at least one week before. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then your company, the end client company can mm-hmm. file a green card application called a perm labor application called I-140 mm-hmm. application. And if mm-hmm. that gets approved, 
after you leave the country mm-hmm. and you can come back into the country and H-1B again without subject to the lottery system. Mm-hmm. So when, when should my company apply for from uh, labor? And Today? when should I resign from my current company? I don't know about it's going that. To be, it's, it, you, you may want to have a consultation with me and may, you may want to have your husband also in the phone call so that mm-hmm. we can go over all these things though. Because a lot of things will depend on how cooperative your end client will be. Mm-hmm. Normally, end clients are not cooperative. You working in India, you staying there and they filing. You know how long it takes for you to get a permanent I-140 approval? I heard it would be at least eight months. Uh Uh-oh, you're way off. You need to watch our videos. Even to speak in this one, you need to come back and watch the entire thing. The entire process of green card, I-140 will take approximately two years. Entire process, yes. Perm application would take at least eight months once they file the labor. After that, I-140 and after that, uh, 485. Labor is not like you go and buy a chicken in the grocery store. It's not like that. The entire, to file a POM process, there is something called prevailing wage that takes five months. And mm-hmm. after that, there is a three to four months process of the cooling advertisement period. And there is a cooling period. And then afterwards, they have to file a POM application. The entire process will take two years. And okay. if you are work, first is, will they allow you to work in remote in India? That's number one. Mm-hmm. If they do, if you're not working, if you're not on the payroll of this company, will they allow you to file the POM labor? All those things need to be answered by the company. It would be better that you watch some of my videos before you even consult. Because even if you consult me, I mean, you are nowhere nearby the reality where you should be to even speak with me. So I want you to go to YouTube and watch at least four or five of my videos. Okay. You'll get to a little bit better stage so that you can plan your life and then have a consultation with your husband and you so that we can plan all of this together. Next person, please. Thank you. Thank you, Rahul. Karishma? Yeah. Uh, hi, go- hi uh, Rahul. I had a question regarding my H4. So I'm expecting, once I get my uh, green card EAD, can I get, come? let's say I, I use that green card EAD and I want to come back on H4. Can I do that? Is your high, uh, husband's I-140 approved? Yes. Yeah, we, he actually filed it. Yeah. What is his, I? What is his priority date? Twenty fourteen. June twenty fourteen. Why do you want to come back to H four? So let's say if I, I want mean, to travel. Uh, okay, let's say you want to travel. Your advance parole. You will get an advance parole document when you get an EAD. Your I, husband I filed it. for the advance parole yet. Well, along with the EAD, you didn't file advance parole. No. Because we, we are actually like it? traveling to Canada, like uh, we, every month. we every month we go back and forth. So that's the reason we can, did not apply for the uh, advance payroll. Can you file it right now? Uh, for that, I have to like come back like and stay here for six to seven months, which is uh, not really going to happen as of now. Okay. If you use the EAD, if you want to come back on H4 though, you can. As long as your husband maintains the H1B, you can, but you have to get the stamping in, in uh, outside the country to come back on H4. Just because you are used EAD, that doesn't mean that you're not eligible for H4. So, 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 so Rahul, while she has her GC EAD, can she come back and forth on H4 visa? 
in the US can she enter on H4 visa while using GCAD since she does not have advanced mm-hmm. she enters one time every time she goes yeah no every time she goes she has to get the H4 again because she violated the H4 every time oh so if she uses her green card EAD she cannot like go in and out of the US using the H4 no, no. H4 yeah she violated the H4 status but let me understand why why are you going to canada so i am a permanent resident over there and i filed for my canadian citizenship so and, for the uh, the only reason why the only reason why we are getting why we are getting all the canadian thing is only to get the green card here and then you want to ruin the green card here so i can't understand the logic there now i'm almost done but, with yeah. the citizenship part so that's the whole reason I, every time i have to take a test or take a oath i have to go back okay to that's up to every time you go you have to get the h4 stamping man got it all right again sure. and thank again okay thank you okay next person please sp hey uh, rahul uh, morning um i was trying to reach from a couple of times i have a simple question um i my employer's attorney uh, filed for my wife's h4 um way back in september along with my h1 my h1 got extended within the same month it was premium processing everything was well but her biometric center uh, was designated as illinois where the lawyer lives and <sighs> they they filed an sr we have seen that did not help then they uh, we reached out to the obdusman's office did not help again another biometrics came in the last week or actually two weeks ago and again it came to the illinois location drive so there. my question for you is drive why would there. it drive even there. go to illinois and what <laughs> what's uh, my it's a mistake it's a mistake done by um this is not the first time it didn't happen with our office so because there is an alternate to address that some of the lawyers keep it i don't know why they keep it there we don't keep it uh, some of the people keep it though and that's the reason why it went there though um okay. there is called address and mailing address and they put their mailing address as their okay. address we don't keep it they keep it and that's the reason that okay. why it went there um okay. i would recommend at this point of time i would have recommended previously though that go, would have you should just go to illinois uh right now go to illinois and get it done don't argue, don't argue with them don't even ask them to do anything right now guess what you so, go so, all the way to illinois this time yeah, you go so, all the way so, to illinois and they they will tell uh uh-uh, we 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 send it back to them no i i i didn't want to argue with them so my simple question to them was would she be out of status because her application is still in pending status and they said no um her we were worried about her license her license got extended for a year within texas so she is not worried about that either so so and now my so, uh, 485 is pending from october eb2 september 10 and i'm like mm-hmm. okay if i get my ead let her start using that ead and forget about the h4 total that's is what i'm thinking no 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 don't do that don't do that okay just drive okay. buddy simple thing okay just drive okay. to illinois and get it over with don't mess it up <laughs> i would have suggested you before and don't okay. this time don't argue don't do anything just go to illinois get it up okay i'll do that okay don't mess it up don't mess it up 
if, um, if you know uh, if you don't want to go in flight go in, go go drive uh, it's right simple, in the center simple, of america it's a simple question rahul like uh, you have been stating that dates will move and all that stuff right so why why am i not waiting for the green uh, green card ead instead of going there to get the h4 biometrics it's not because just I'm, ead i don't know you, you filed in september is right this is for h4 right When and is the, i when is the i94 expiring when is the i94 expiring oh the i94 expired in february up to 2020 but still, still just don't argue just okay. go just okay. go you don't want to play it at the edge of a knife only to benefit us there's no need for it Okay. okay makes sense simple okay. things you know certain times when i go to when i want to buy a coca cola i just pay 50 cents or 75 cents they ask and pay i don't throw my bar card and i will say say that i'm from india here is my nationalism just go <laughs> do it period okay. next person please alyani yeah uh, hi rahul i have a question uh, actually i received my ead approval after 11 11 month of waiting so i got my approval notice but unfortunately the ead card is lost by usps people they oh. mark it as delivered but they never delivered it in my address so i was going to the local uh, post office searching it everywhere but i couldn't find it so what are my option i actually have a job offer in my hand so what are the options i can do so usci is also denied to help me on that they did they want me to again file and again file the fees and all so what are my options how long it's been that it lost in the mail i mean uh, it was lost from april 27 last week sometimes what happens is the uscis will get it back because in the in there it clearly marks it to send it back to the address though if they get it back you can get it back okay they will send it back to you if they don't get it back you can file for it and it's going to take an year and up to honestly i don't have a solution for you i mean can i work on approval notice or that uh, receipt replacement card notice as of you are concerned though as of you are concerned you have an ead approval yeah. i don't see any problem from you but if i advise the employer i may tell a different story to the employer okay so if the I employer have... is willing to if the employer is willing to take you i don't see any problem of you working because you have work authorization they don't have the i9 requirement will they believe the online printout and all those things and do it wait wait a minute there is an exception about the pandemic that you can work you have this i797 approval yeah i don't exactly remember when it expired and all those things you may look into that exception to work on the i797 approval but if you can look into that one though yeah, i don't have yeah. a knowledge right now check that that was expired on december so there is one like you can if your card is lost or stolen or something happened there is like you can work 390 days with that replacement notice there is i got your point okay yeah. yeah other than that i can't think of any other than that i can't think of anything but if your employer is willing to take you i don't have a problem with you working 
Okay. Next yeah. person, please. Venu. And such unique problems. I feel sad. Wait for one year and don't get that. Yeah, hi Rahul. I have a question. So, yeah, this year, um, two employees filed my H1B in the lottery, and one is picked up in the lottery and one is not. But the employer, uh, the one who is picked up, they don't have active project, but the other employer has active project. So my question is: so can employer B uh, as a vendor or client to the employer A? So that employer A can go ahead and file the petition. Uh, wait, wait, wait. You got picked up by A and B. Who has a no, project? No. B has a no. project? No, yeah. employer A got picked up. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. A doesn't have a project. B has a project. Yeah. So A will A will say what? B is the end client? Yeah, B has a project, but now my question is, so can, can B as a client or vendor to A? No, B cannot file H1B. Only A can file H1B. Yeah, A can file H1B, but yeah, at least the B can be client to A. Yeah. If the B is a client of A, yes, they can. Oh, doesn't it come under duplicate filing? So B, because B also filed my, my application in the PT in the lottery. The major problem that pops up in these kind of cases is that how did A file when he doesn't have a project? No, yeah, currently they are saying they don't have active project, uh, but they said yeah, they, may, the, come the, they normally, may come in the future. Normally, uh, normally this is what happens with the company A's though. It's $10. They keep on filing for hundreds of hundreds of people. People get it and they get it. They will try to bring the project. The problem is these kind of companies, they get raided and they disappear. Every three years, they close their company and open another company. And they operate from India. They come with different names. I don't know what they do. So I'm very reluctant in giving advice to file H1B with company S. Because but I don't yeah, understand how they file the H1B. I, I don't understand how they file a H1B without the job at all. So that's beyond my comprehension. But yeah, people do it. Every year, approximately 20 of those companies, people will go to jail. And then there are a lot of companies that disappear. They just disappear in thin air. So it's up to you how you want to evaluate the company A. Yeah, Next if the company is fine. Uh, if the company is, is it legal uh, to have B as Just a because the, the company is a fraudulent, if the company A is a fraudulent company though, you know, I do not want to proceed with that company. That needs to be evaluated properly. You can look into myvisajobs.com to check it out. How many of the H1Bs they filed? How many of yeah, those? Yeah, they, they are good. Those so are, they, they are good. I have checked. Uh, they have a good ranking. I, I, have to I have to evaluate to do it. You can have some independent person evaluate rather than you evaluating. Okay. Next person, oh. please. Okay. Sir? Uh, hi, Rahul. Uh, so actually, I have my I-140 uh, approved back in 2016 with employer A. And uh, right now I'm working for employer B and they said like they will be starting my green card process in in this month. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's an EB2 and I'm just looking for another project uh, outside uh, the employer B to join back employer A. But I'm just... Uh, confused like if uh, I got a job offer and it, can it be like concurrent H1B and still employer B process with the green card application? Sorry. So you're contemplating, you're contemplating to continue with employer B and file a yes. concurrent H1B with company A. Yes. Yes. Rahul. Yeah. That's, that's perfectly all right. Nothing wrong. Nothing illegal. Make money, pay taxes. 
Okay, so your green card process will be continued as well, right? With company A. Yeah, you can you can have green card process continue with company B also. Even if they file the labor certification, if they want to continue, and you have you have been working with company A, that's perfectly all right. Is it anything illegal? No, absolutely not. I think so. You're doing a right move in this current circumstances. Okay, so even I four eight five can be filed if the dates move uh, this October. Right, even if you are working for two companies at the same time, can you file I four eight five with company A while you are working with company B? Absolutely. While you are working for company B and company A, can you file four eight five? Yes, you can. Okay, thank you very much, Rahul. Next person, please. I'll take Hi. the next two callers, guys. I started Hi. a little bit early. <laughs> Uh, hi Rahul. Yes, go ahead, Sandeep. Yeah. Uh, so my H one got picked last year, and it was under processing. While it was under process, I lost my job on April tenth. So mm -hmm. they sent the withdrawal notice on April tenth, but my H one B got approved on April twelfth. Ike. Yeah. Keep so going. they already sent the withdrawal document for that. Uh, so now the current, I already got the approved notice, but the current status of this is case was reopened. And another thing is I have another job and I have my H1 picked with the employer so, this year. So you're, spe you're speaking of only this year, April is right. Or last year, April you're speaking about. So last year, April H1B was under process. While it was under process, I lost my job. They sent a withdrawal. I got, I got the point. So the story, the story that you said was the last year. And this yeah. year, you got the H1B picked up. Are you still in the civic system? No, civic got terminated because my H1B got approved from last year. Okay. So I'm not Keep sure going. what to do. Can I... I I heard from someone saying that I cannot do transfer because the withdrawal document is already sent for that, but I can process my H1B this year, but I'm not sure what to do exactly. Yeah, you are in, uh, we call it as Trishank Sarvi. You're neither in the heaven nor in the, nor in the earth. The reason is that you are out of, I mean, you're not in it. What are you doing right now? You can't even work right now. You're not in the civil system. I would advise you contact a lawyer. And in our office, I'm not very good in these things. The person who's very good is in these things is Christina Hernandez. Okay. okay. Uh, contact her. She's a H1B and F1 lawyer, all these confusing cases. She gets it done. Okay. I'll take the okay. last caller, guys. Sorry, uh, I'll, I'll, Rahul, I'll try to resolve. Thing. Yeah, go ahead. Can I process this year's H1B or I cannot? You should process. My only problem is are we going to process as the change of status from F1 to H1? Or is it going to be consular processing? How can you do change of status because you're not in, in F1 right now? That's my problem. Okay. You see the okay. point? So what? Yeah. Because you're out of civil system, that's my problem. You're out of civil system. You're not an F1. What about the H1B? You're not working for that company. You're not an H1B. So that is a limbo you are in. And that's the reason I use the word called Trishank Sarg. You're neither in heaven nor in hell, nor in earth. Okay? okay. Next person. You should process, but I don't know whether it should be in the change of status or it should be in. Did you try to reinstate the status huh? when you fell out of status? 
Did you try to go to university and said, buddy, my H-1B is approved, but it's been withdrawn. I should be in the civil yeah, system. Yeah, I you... told them that, but they told me that you would need the withdrawal document. Bring the withdrawal document. Good. They will say that thing. Yes, I know. This is this is a crack that you fell in. Uh, I don't, you should consult a lawyer. The last caller today. Okay. Thanks. Kapil? Kapil? Yeah, can you, can you hear me now? Yeah, should be okay. Yes, couple guys. So, yeah, yeah. Well, I live in Australia. Earlier, I used to live in the US before. So I spent about seven years and my I-140 approved with the EB2 uh, date of September of 2012. So mm -hmm. I'm due to get my citizenship in about nine months, Australian citizenship. Mm -hmm. What I earlier mm -hmm. thought was I can come back on E3, you know. It's easier to get things done rather than staying on H-1B forever. Now that things have changed, my date would become current sooner in a few months' time. So do you recommend coming back uh, on E3 after I get my citizenship and reinstate my green card all over from Perm? Because Why? You were, you, were, you were on H1B here, is it right? Yes, yes, yeah. Why E3? Why not H1B? Um, um, see, H1B, I can find, I have a lot to find an employer now and get it done. E3 would be one problem. Easier. One problem with the E3 is that for E3, you cannot have an immigrant intent to come into the United States. Correct. And you have an I-140 approval, so that sometimes creates a problem. That's the reason okay. I would rather want you to move on to H1B and come back. That's okay. one. Did, when did you move to uh, Australia? 2017, 2018. Yeah. 2018. So until then, the I-140 has not been withdrawn. Yeah, it was revoked around December, so around 2018, mm -hmm. mid. Yeah. Okay, that's good. So you have yeah. the I-140 validity because it's been approved for more than six months. Yeah. I would try to come back and H-1 rather than E-3 visa though. Okay. Um, and I have spoken to my employer. He's not willing to bring me back because he doesn't have any project. So if I find a different employer, if I come back on H-1B, and would it be any different? Going back to same employer or then? No. no, nothing different. The only thing is that for you to mm -hmm. get the green card, they have to file a labor and I-140 again. Uh, yes. The previous labor and I-140 will not be enough for you. Yeah, right. So the date becomes current, let's say by July. And if everything works out, if I come back there, maybe in October-ish. Well, you need to understand that labor and I-140 takes two years. Right, right. Exactly. So that's my concern for my options. Well, come back on H1B first. Yeah, okay. And then file a permanent I-140, okay? Right. But there was some condition as if I state becomes current in, so I'll have to get my 485. There are, there, there, are, there, are a lot of, there are a lot of exceptions to it. Okay. Since you're not okay. working for the company, the I-140 has been withdrawn. That's an yeah. exception for it. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So okay, it's then. coming back to same employer or different employer doesn't matter. I'll have to start all over. It again does and... matter. I told you it does matter. No. <laughs> I oh. said it does matter. If oh, you okay. go to the old employer, the guy can file a green card the day you land in the country if the priority oh. date is current. Okay. If okay, you go okay. to a different employer, you have to wait for two years mm, to be filing the 4 h application. Okay. 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 All right. But still, I can get okay. my GC thing. Even, yeah. Yes, okay. you can. Yes, okay. you can. Okay. Thank you, guys. Thank you. The next Thank conference so call will be tomorrow at 3.30. Thank you so much. Bye. 
Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.